0: This episode of Buffyverse and Converse is brought to you with limited commercial interruptions by Content Club. Available patreon.com slash clockshelves. You get early and uninterrupted episodes of Buffyverse and Converse, as well as our sister shows Paul and All, MCU and Me, and so much more, including bonuses that you only get over at Content Club. Check it out, patreon.com slash clockshelves. Welcome to another episode of Buffyverse and Converse. As always, I am Paul Casey, and I am absolutely thrilled to be joined by some of the uh, recurring folks that we've had on this show quite a bit. Uh, I really, really, really like this episode, so I can't wait to talk about it with Ruth, Bill, Kiona, James, and Manda. Go ahead and say hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. I heard something about kissing toast.
0: (laughs) Yes. So uh, we are talking about the episode Faith, Hope, and Trick today, uh, in which we get three new characters, the three titular characters introduced to us in this episode, those being Mr. Trick, Scott Hope, and the brand new Slayer, Faith, we will get into all of that, but of course, I have to go with my four fantastic facts at the beginning here. Uh, so fantastic fact number one the disco Dave type of character <laughs> and his style and dress is actually yes. reminiscent of an ultimately abandoned uh plot that they were gonna sort of do uh, from the very first episode where vampires would keep their clothing and obviously dance skills and whatnot from the time in which they died uh, they don't really do that uh, a whole lot throughout the franchise but it was fun to to have it Uh, brought back here as a way to help introduce us to the character of faith fantastic fact number two i'm sure we all realized it but for those who didn't during the raise your hand if ew moment uh, that buffy has when faith admits an attraction to giles willow does not raise her hand i thought that was interesting and worth noting um fantastic fact number 4 or sorry number 3 the band that actually plays is darling violetta uh which is the band that will ultimately make the theme song for the spin-off series angel so when we get to that point um i will probably bring that up one more time And then the final fantastic fact for this episode is that the Buffy line of Funko Pops uh, actually has this version outfit of Faith in their line. So I think it's kind of cool that they used her very first appearance when uh, making the Funko Pop of Faith, played by Eliza Dushku, being introduced in this episode. Um, We have a new Slayer. We have uh, a new potential love interest for Buffy. We have a new guy who, uh, not quite sure how I would describe him, um, more of a big picture uh, sort of uh, evil vampire coming into town here <laughs> in this episode. And um, I know that I, normally I kick it to uh, the folks who are watching for the very first time, but someone specifically said, Not having the greatest day, but I love a particular character, so I really want to talk about this episode. Kiona, (laughs) what is it about the character of Mr. Trick, uh, who makes his debut in this episode, and this episode overall, that makes you love it so much?
1: May I give kudos to two particular characters in this episode? One, Disco Dave. Pour one out for you, buddy. The dance moves. (laughs) Awesome. Um, And also, and K. Todd Friedman. Freeman as Mr. Trick. Dude, just he is so great in this role. It's such like, it's not one of the biggest roles on the show, but he just, he just brought so much charisma and so much fun and so much. Like I just, I revel in being evil. I love that so much about this character. He's great. His introduction is great. I love (laughs) the fact that the only thing that he orders at the drive-thru is a diet soda medium. 89, Eighty-nine cents, by the, the way. The yes.
2: And I wrote my notes. Have that was the most amazing scene when he pulled the guy out. <laughs> I was like, "That's the most amazing thing I've seen on this show yet."
1: <laughs> st- I got like the stunt work in this episode. I think was a was a level up from before. It, it was
2: well, I except there was for one guy. Yeah, there was one guy in the junkyard scene that was okay. Awful.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. Sorry, but I but think like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: fight
3: scene. Yeah. The but I fight. thought
1: the fight scenes were good. Yeah. I, I, I think I, overall season three, you just started to see it get a lot better. But.
0: Wait, what were you going to say, Ruth? Sorry. The
3: the first scene we see Faith fight in, she was bad. That was not a good, like, she's good. That was not a good scene. Like, whoever, and I, I don't know whether it was her or whatever, but if you go back and watch it, it was not a good, like, the kicks and every, they were just bad. Mm. It was not it was not a good and I understand it's you're getting used to the character and everything but I've seen her in other things and I know she has better moves than that.
1: She definitely does better. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but uh but Mr. Trick
3: better, but... Oh yeah, no he was, he was amazing.
1: Mr. Trick And he, just the fact that he's my boy.
3: <laughs> well, and the thing is in this episode you know, we see him as almost a lackey if Mm -hmm. that's the way that they that they start him out so you don't we don't realize that the big bad is going to bite it you know we think that he's going to be the big thing and then you know mr trick is the one that leaves and of course now we gave away that it is going to be a thing but
0: well, yeah. like I said, he's he seems more like a big picture guy. And I didn't mm-hmm. see, um, just for what it's worth, the, the actor, uh, I actually have a, a note here that he originally auditioned, K. Todd Friedman uh, initially uh, auditioned for the role of Spike. Yeah. So I feel like that could have been really
1: Interesting. Cool.
0: Uh-huh. That would...
1: I could see that. I could see that. But you know, sure. it,
2: this is just another episode where I don't know how far you want to go but this this taquito guy he, <laughs> another like this is the worst villain most evil villain ever created in the world and he's uh, been around for a million years and they killed him with like a two by four yeah was yeah like yeah I was like hello i thought this yeah. was the, the most evilest monster in the world well <laughs> It was. It was. He's old.
3: Like yeah, to the cloven, cloven
1: hooves. Yeah, cloven. Yeah, he
0: was so old. He had cloven hooves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think I, I think that whole thing lends like to kind of James's argument from the very beginning of the series, which is that unfortunately some of these, especially if like. Uh, Bill just said, they kind of build it up as like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, he's been around, like the way that it's implied, and I'm not saying that they say it outright, obviously it's, but it's the way that he's talked about, he's kind of seen almost like a level of like the master from season one, who was so old that he was always in, you know, vamp face and whatnot. This particular uh, character is so old that he's always, you know, uh, or that he has the, the cloven hooves. And so, um, you know, it's at least the master got like a whole season, right? Spike and and Drusilla got several episodes, but yet this Kakistos gets this episode.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that that was shocking. My question is, if the master was so old and whatever, why didn't he have cloven hooves?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying is who, you know, who's supposed to be older, who's supposed to be like badder and whatever, because I don't yeah. know if there's really an answer to that. I'd, I'd have to look in and see, you know, like do the, do the maths and whatnot. But I think it's that same, but just that concept of one of them always has vamp face. One of them is, you know, because he's so old, one of them is so old that he has the cloven hooves, but it's one, I, it took a whole season. Sure What'd you say? Right. I'm sorry. He
3: still had sort of vamp face, didn't he? The, uh, the, the Kakistos? Yeah, the tan pants guy. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> taquitos. Um,
1: now yeah. I want taquitos.
3: Um. But he had his face was sort of vamp, other than the scar
0: that that Faith gave him. Right, but I'm just saying. But I I, I do yeah. see what Bill is saying, where it's like that at least should even if it was just a two part episode. You know yeah. what I mean? The first the first time, and I understand why, because it was the first time that it happened. But like our first time being introduced to the set, like the second Slayer, if you will, uh, in Kendra, it was a two part episode, and then this time because in like the it was you know multiple villains in that one because it was the the order, some some sort, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like the order of Taraka or something. Order
1: of Taraka, yeah. yeah. Or...
0: And so you know what I mean, like the the order is there, and they're trying to take her out. And obviously, at first, they think we're supposed to think that Kendra is part of that and whatnot. And so it's enough to warrant a two part episode. Whereas this time, the introduction of Faith. And, you know, this once again, big, you know, what we think is supposed to be like the big bad villain. And he's so old and he's, you know, so terrifying and whatever. And then he's taken all they need is literally a bigger stake, as he says, like, that's all he says. And then it's a big, it literally is a bigger stake that that (laughs) takes him out. (laughs) And it was
2: a styrofoam two by four.
0: Right. (laughs)
1: Um, uh poor Kikistos, I'm so, I'm so
2: cynical I'm Such a cynical watcher, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> but uh um, But he was supposed to be so scary that he scared Faith.
0: Right? Well, um, she
1: saw him just apparently just destroy her watcher, so
0: right. Yeah. But we also, I mean, at this point, you gotta remember we It was
1: a tell not show though.
0: Well, yeah, but we all of us at this point, have the same amount of knowledge on Faith. Now, I say we in this context, meaning me, Ruth, Kiona, and Manda, have a lot more context because we know, you know, future things, but in this, we don't know, like, is, because, like, Kendra, like, when we first met her, like, nothing scares her, you know, like, she has one shirt, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like, all this stuff, but, like, Faith at least has like enough to pack a suitcase when she's afraid. Granted, she gets afraid, which Kendra didn't really, but maybe it's a maybe it's a trade-off, clothing for fear. You know what I mean? Like that sounds like a good band name, clothing, clothing for, for fear. fear. It's, like, it's like bowling for soup. Uh, but not according not according to Xander. <laughs> he was stuck on not
1: theme. according to Xander at all, no. Right. You're right. Change
0: the theme. <laughs> but that's the thing like even so okay going along with the with the xander concepts let's uh, all move in that direction then we once again see xander is attracted to slayers you know he obviously has a thing for buffy he had a a flirtation with kendra because she was and she was like kind of taken as well because she had never really interacted with a boy before and then now obviously the these stories uh from from and not just the stories, but the person herself, but the stories and whatnot from Faith and um little jealousy from Cordelia. Um little, I think, uh, I don't want to necessarily say attraction, attraction, but uh definitely a little uh something there from Willow as well. Like Willow's clearly like, ooh, like she's she's cool, she's badass, like I like her sort of thing. So, <laughs> you know. That's kind of interesting that, like, they're all kind of taken by, except for Cordelia, of course, uh, and Buffy. But
3: (laughs) in my opinion, they're all attracted to the strong female character. Hi, friends. This is Ruth from Just Plain Crazy Face Art of Northeast Pennsylvania. We are now accepting bookings for birthday parties as well as festivals. We offer face painting, glitter tattoos, as well as henna body art. We also offer the option of adding games or crafts to your party as well. Please check out our party services page on our website, justplaincrazyfaceart.com. Our face painting is done with water-based cosmetic products that are easily removed with soap and water. Let us use our 18 plus years in business to help you add color and fun to your event. We also have a large network of talented face art friends around the world. So even if we're not local to you, we probably know artists who are. Feel free to contact us to put you in touch with artists in your area. Xander has proven over and over again because it's the way he likes, he likes Cordelia because she's strong and she puts him down and you know what I mean? And it's one of the reasons that he wasn't attracted to Willow apparently because she doesn't have that strong persona right you know and so he was attracted to he was attracted like you said to kendra and now now faith because they all have that strong personality which realistically we all know xander lacks right so he's attracted to that which is opposite of him
0: just on the topic of being introduced to a new Slayer and whatnot, uh, James, I'm curious uh, your thoughts. Uh, obviously, we you were on uh, what we talked about Kendra, um, and you know with the with the unfortunate uh, demise of Kendra in season two. Now we get not only so like we get a few things here, right? I said we get the introduction of of three new, arguably three new characters: the titular Faith, Hope, and Trick. We get uh, Buffy is back in school. We get uh, some information uh, coming out amongst all of them, uh, especially at the end. We'll we'll get to that a little bit, but just on the the whole thing of faith and some of these new characters, uh, I'm curious your thoughts, James.
4: Um, the new characters and like how it's this episode went. Uh, Mister Trick seemed pretty cool. Um, especially like kind of like how both sides like just the ripping the guy like straight out of the like the drive-through window. That was kind of just like that was just crazy. Um That was the best. Yeah. And I'm like, like this like in '98 or so, they had to have like CCTV. Like, there's no one like, <laughs> no one like wonders like, hey, like he just got ripped out of like our drive-through window. Like, we don't have cameras to see like what or why or how it happened at all. Like, it's just. You know, like, so that kind of puzzled me as I was watching it, but I'm like, you know, it's it's older. They probably don't, or maybe they couldn't afford it. Or it wasn't a, that much of a thing back then, but I was like, how did that, like, not get caught on cameras, like, you know, everywhere? But then again, it's Sunnydale, it's the Hellmouth. Um, Slayer action. Uh, the actress herself, I like her a lot. Uh, she played in, of course, like, a lot of, like, late 90s, early 2000s movies, and she was, like, great. Um, of course, like, probably most, I mean, I know she's throughout Buffy, but she, like for me she was most uh like every time i see her i think of like bring it on bring instantly.
0: it on so yeah. if i if i may interrupt for just a moment so the bring it on thing i was hoping someone would bring that up there's a i believe it's in bring it on there's a very funny scene where she kind of makes a buffy ish reference well reference to the show because in this show you see she has a tattoo on her arm a yeah swirly tattoo And if I'm not mistaken, when they first meet her, because a lot of people thought that that was Eliza Dushku's real tattoo, because she hadn't been in a whole heck of a lot of stuff, at least a lot of like mainstream stuff. So by appearing in that movie, everybody was like, oh, but how is she going to be like a cheerleader when she has this tattoo and whatnot? And there's a moment where she like licks her thumb and like wipes it off. And I just thought that was a. I always think that's a really funny moment because it is sort of referencing in a way the Buffy TV series because people thought that that was a real thing about her. But I'm sorry, go ahead.
4: No, that's that's really interesting to know and pretty cool. Um, I like her as an actress. Um, and like in everything else that she played in, like she was kind of like the hot girl or like the like the badass, so to speak. So. Um, when I, when it came out that like, she was like, the like the next slayer, I was like, cool. Like, that's pretty awesome. Um, Xander just annoyed me cause I'm just like, you have Cordelia, like you guys are literally dating. Um, and like, you're like gawking over like this other girl, like as if your girlfriend, like I can see if like, you know, not, not saying I condone this, but when she's like, when Cordelia is not around, like if you're gawking over her, like, okay, but Cordelia is like right next to you. And you're just like, so tell us more about the stories when you're naked. Like, like, come on, dude. Like, have some kind of like decency, class, or respect for like your girl. Um, but overall, I pretty like I like this episode. It was pretty interesting. Um got to see like more insight on her, like as a person. And like she gave off such like this strong persona and now that we know like what happened to her Slayer to some degree, like it, she didn't go into detail, of course, because uh, in quotations, you can't put it in words. Um, but it, it was pretty interesting. Uh, you got to see a different, like another Slayer. You got like Buffy back in school. Um, and is it me or is like is a vice principal like a troll? He gives me like he's gonna be like a troll like the like later part of the season. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got things. For that. I got things to say about that. <laughs> he looks like a troll to me, like and not just because like his height, but like uh, his facial features. Like I feel like they're gonna like make him a troll at like the end of this like season or something. Well, it's almost yeah. like he's a Ferengi, you know,
5: so, <laughs> so, <laughs> just, uh, just for those I little to, pointy teeth.
1: Almost
2: about to separate, but you know yeah, what? i, I, I
5: mean, I'm, I'm almost
2: like it, that. I'm sorry to jump in here, James, but I you know, like, like my theory. I'm theorizing already that he's he's a monster, yeah, right? like, because. Because the mother said, she goes, we're going to go see the Beast. I was
4: like, oh, thanks a lot for spoiling us. You know? <laughs> so,
2: obvious. You
4: and it, yeah. He gives off, like, monster vibes. Like, he's yeah. going to, like, he either is going to be, or, like, I mean, because, I, I, like, it was, something was confirmed. Um, like, the fact that, like, everything that was going down and, like, nothing kind of, like, phased him. And he's always just so like at like him and the mayor are like in cahoots all the time mm-hmm. of like yeah. um like oh is like mayor's online one or the mayor, the mayor, the mayor, like yeah. So the mayor's deaths- like
2: the mayor's gonna be like a master of some sorts and he's gonna be yeah, their,
4: like an a, underling. Yeah. I'm getting that feeling like there's something that the mayor like the mayor has to know because all these deaths in your city and even yeah. when um the driver uh, who was with um Mr. Tricks. Uh, Trix you know, he was like, all these deaths in this city, and we can mm-hmm. fit like right on in. Like, they they, they, get, they have a, like a, no one reports this. Everything just gets right. swept under the rug. Like, the mayor has to be on something. Like, there's and, and, and
2: and the he fact would, that
4: yeah. he's always like, oh, the mayor, the mayor, the mayor. Like something some, like like there of course paul kiona lisa and ruth are probably oh right they're there. laughing at us right now they're laughing yeah, they're at us. so the here's bar,
0: like, I, so i'm not i'm not <laughs> laughing i'm i'm actually enjoying i've said it before i'll say it again i i like sitting back and, and you know listening to everyone else talk i love hearing you two theorize obviously i'm not going to comment one way or the other i loved the star trek reference a moment ago from bill but i'm not going to necessarily comment one way or the other but i love the fact that there is the theorizing and what not going on like and i'm and i'm sure i speak for for everyone else here Uh, and those who are listening that have watched the show before that that's one of the reasons that we love having you two who've never watched it before be on is because you do have that like i remember at the beginning of season two you know there was the 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 speculation from bill of like what is the relationship between like angel and and drusilla and spike and whatnot so like where you know is there is like a sibling thing is it a love thing is it both you know like game of thrones style like you know, like, what is exactly <laughs> going on here? And then um, to, you know, see that progress over the season and and hear new things and whatnot. So now we're in the, you know, I would argue that the first two episodes of season three are almost like... Uh, like a coda, if you will, to season two, and I like when cool. when shows do that, right, because like they obviously they fit into season three, but they're kind of wrapping up the stuff of of season two, and then this episode, I feel again with new characters uh um,
1: denouement, if you will
0: i I don't I'm taking Spanish lessons, not French lessons <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I, I, I know that one. I would agree. Uh, but that's the thing is like the, you know, new characters, returning characters, perhaps, uh, you know, Buffy getting back into school. Like I've talked about over the last few episodes and whatnot, it's, it's pr- arguably, this is like the beginning of, you know, that we're, we're kicking the season into gear here, if you will. Cause everybody's back on the same page with Buffy after the previous episode, they kind of settled all of their, they're, you know, beef with each other, if you will, and whatnot. Thankfully. Jeez. So right. Um, I did want to kick it over to Ruth. She had her hand up, uh, and I'm I'm sorry that it took so long to get to you.
3: It's okay. I was just talking about the, you know, the the principal and and you know, the fact that they went to see him and Buffy is just at once he make one once he has to let her back into school, and then Joyce goes, yeah, so what my daughter is trying to say is nah, 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 nah. like right, yeah. the like perfect thing but the 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 thing is like the principle is still kind of scary, you know? Like I would not poke that bear if I were any of them, you uh, know?
2: You almost you almost said beast, didn't you?
3: Yeah. <laughs> no I But you know, and it's just it it's it you know, you still don't want to poke that because you don't know what's going to yeah. come out of its nest.
2: And it but just doesn't I, make sense because they should be kissing Buffy's ass. She's protecting them.
3: Yep. She's well, like, I'm, la- I'm la- not laughing, but I'm enjoying listening yeah. to James talk about the, um, you know, their his theories and things. And, uh, well. if, I, yeah, if, I don't know, if, but, but James, my, my point with James was the idea that he wants to know all of it all at once. He wanted to know it at the beginning and now it's Still, you know he wants to know what's going to happen, but he's. I think he's finally getting into the one episode at a time. To
0: I think he would disagree with you, but I, I think I think secretly <laughs> well, I, it's I, true. I'm, I'm
3: pretty sure if you said you could watch them all, he would be okay with that. But the idea of being able to discuss it without knowing what's coming is interesting on a on a episode by
4: episode. So one thing I was going to add. Um... Like, because of what Bill just said. I mean, I like the, the one episode per time, like, we are kind of getting through these a little bit more, like, on a regular basis. So it's not, it's not as, ki- it's not killing me as much. Um, but am I talking?
5: Yes, or, yes. Or is it? Yep.
4: I wasn't-, I wasn't sure because my daughter asked me something. I thought I couldn't remember if I muted myself or not. Um, but one thing that like Bill kind of says like oh you you mentioned that's like poke that uh, uh that beast and then Ruth you know said like you know no but you don't know like what they want to do and then Bill replied of course you know but she's technically like helping them um so wouldn't they like like that but to some degree I, because the Hellmouth has like hordes evil energy I don't know why I got a feeling like the mayor like he's feeding off of either like the lo- the losing the lossing of the souls which is why like he condones vampires being there and like buffy like slaying them is kind of like either not generating the evil energy that he needs or like she her her like her being there's interrupting his plans which is why like he's so eager to get her kicked out of school
0: the MCU is ever expanding and if you didn't know we have expanded an MCU and me the podcast by clock shelves entertainment is now available on most of your major podcast platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Uh, So if you aren't already following us, or maybe you have some friends who are getting back into the MCU, maybe doing a deep dive uh, into some of the then Netflix shows like daredevil jessica jones things like that or maybe even they're catching up on agents of shield agent carter or they're just going back and watching all of the movies uh every single pocket of the mcu of course is uh being covered on mcu and me so make sure to recommend that they check us out on their favorite podcast platform uh mcu and me available from Entertainment
4: which that wouldn't really affect her job per se, but I feel like they, like, I don't know, some about that school, and, of course, you have, like, that weird, like, alien monster in the, in the bottom of the school. Um, But uh, I have I a feeling the like school's going to tie into it, and the mayor and that vice principal troll, like, they got something <laughs> brewing. They got something
0: brewing. Oh, yeah. So I'll agree with your last sentence. I think there is something brewing. I will give you that much. I think I think we can all Ruth Keona oh, Amanda, yeah. I think we could all agree with that. Um, it's a
1: bruin. Well, mm-hmm.
3: I mean even just the fact of like the how many people there are and all the things that are happening there's something we all know that Oh yeah. It's, yes. it's that's routine. why that's why that's
0: the part i'm going to agree with because we all know that to be true already <laughs> be boring
3: if there wasn't something coming so we're right. just gonna but I,
2: they yeah they they gave a nod in season one i think the detectives kind of said something about the mayor and if, if they only knew what goes on this town or something like that well so this was kind of like
4: been uh you know in place in season one sure. yeah really quick you know how like every town has like you know welcome to wherever and it has like a population they must like have Sunnydale like automatic because of how many people die so frequently there. Yeah.
0: So it's like if the you thing if from
3: Mc, uh, from McDonald's, it hit so many
4: billions served, but it goes in reverse, pretty much. <laughs> so there actually
0: there actually is a welcome to Sunnydale sign. It's what Spike drove over when he first showed up in the town, um, back in season two, and then I think I could be wrong, but I think at one point in the future we do get a. Sunnydale population sign, and I think the number is pretty low. I don't, I don't think it's, it's reduced. Like three, but it's it's relatively <laughs> it, it can be yeah. high, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> I mean, Mr. Trick even mentions it. You know, he mentions it in this episode where mm-hmm. he says he did a he did a he did a study or something, and he.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, well, that something
3: uh, you know pretty much is the the person population is is pretty you know impressive. Yeah, that was
2: in the fish. Fish boy, Uh, Willow says when they said about you know sports, he goes, "Well, we lead the league in you know
0: school debts or something like that." Right. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of of just okay. So one thing I definitely wanted to get everyone's opinion on, it's probably my favorite scene of the entire episode when they're heading across the. Pretty much everything, uh, Willow talking about getting ready because they can go off campus now for lunch. Xander and Oz picking her up by the arms to carry her and her freaking out, hmm. which leads into them walking all coupley across the way. Hmm. And then, you know, they're like, oh, maybe we should uncouple, you know, three, two, hmm. one now. And that was time, you know, they... they the, 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 Uncouple. The, the move, yeah, the moving pattern worked out hmm. very well. And then Willow's speech about you know you do that thing that you with your mouth that the boys like not that yeah, thing but, but... <laughs> <laughs> that whole sequence probably one of my favorites of the entire episode. I don't know if don't, anyone I... else would agree with me on that, but I that would I, one of my I
1: would actually agree with you. Yeah, it was pretty. It was that's a great little sequence. Um, I gotta say though, how do we feel about Scott Hope because. You know, I find him respectful and like, and, and completely like, you know, he was okay, but at the same time, I kind of want to just smack him. Yeah. Just grow a pair. Just like, just just grow a pair. Buster
5: Keaton
0: festival. (laughs) So I think this is kind of a, uh, see, I can't say too much. But I feel like this is a a, a Buffy problem because this isn't the first time that she's run into this. Right. Like she went on uh, season one, never kill a boy on the first date. Right. Like she tried going out with a guy, but because of how not even hectic, but just supernatural filled her life is. She's not going to have arguably she's not ever going to have like a normal relationship and that's something that they talked about when she first got together with with angel in season two like officially right is that her and that was part of the problem with them was you know she's a slayer he's a vampire whatever like there's never going to be a a normalcy their relationship and one could actually argue that there's never going to be a normalcy to any of of buffy's relationships would you agree with that Ruth?
3: oh yeah um we know that that you know there's always the awkward the the one of the reason i raised my hand is because i wanted to comment on the uh the fact of um just the way that giles guides her into talking about what happened
0: About the with the spell,
3: yeah, because he keeps asking her about the spell, and he says to Willow at the end there was no spell, because he wanted Buffy to talk about because he kind of knew that something happened. Remember we talked about last episode, and I said the fact that none of the rest of them knew that the spell had worked because she didn't tell them, and so that's it was important for him to get her to admit that she, you know, she killed Angel, not Angelus, because she said she killed Angel a couple times, but there's always been that crossover Angel and Angelus. But he wanted her to say the words and and basically release that so that she could move on from it. Because that, you know, at least that's a step in the right direction for her to have some kind of relationship with somebody else acknowledging the fact that that happened
0: going along with that um, there is sort of a a subplot I guess within a subplot if you will uh, because that that's arguably like a subplot of the episode right is is him you know consistently asking her this and he's asking her you know like oh what way was was Angel facing and you know all that stuff again just to to slowly try to coax that out of her But we also find out um, in those talks that Willow is kind of dabbling in the magics a little bit here and there. And, um, you know, Giles mentions at least once to her that like a lot of these things are, are not to be messed with, you know what I mean? And like, she starts saying like, Oh, you do, you take this and this and it, create something that i know nothing about you know and like i i mean i don't think there's anyone here who doesn't love alice hannigan and and her portrayal of really any character but definitely the the willow character um well, but was there one time in Bandcamp camp okay. right <laughs> <laughs> um but uh you know just the way that she and it's again, we, you know, we, we made a few references to like the, you know, I said about the season one pilot uh, we've seen, you know, kind of the progression, I guess, if you will uh, the development of the character of of Xander where, you know, like you said earlier, Ruth, how, you know, he likes, you know, women that aren't necessarily, you know, like stronger women and, and Willow doesn't really give off that vibe, but over the, the last, you know, few episodes end of last season into the beginning of this season she's kind of developing that right because like she took over uh arguably not counting giles of course but we we talked about the fact that like she took over as you know like the leader of the of the scooby gang while uh while um, buffy was away um well, she's wait. sorry go ahead. no i was just gonna say but like she's practicing you know, with with magic and whatnot. And even just as much as, you know, realizing that Buffy needs, you know, maybe doesn't want to see them all being so coupley and and whatever. You know what I mean? Like even that is is something as simple as, you know, or yeah, uh, something as simple as as that is kind of her taking charge, if you will. And I'm not saying yeah. anything like that with yeah, regards to more- Xander but just a little more astute than she was right and you know comparing her to season you know they they talk plenty in this episode trying to catch faith up a little bit about some of the the adventures that they've been on you know obviously like I said earlier the one uh the the kind of reference to the pilot episode um Buffy references the three all the way back from season one Um, You know, they reference the alligators, uh, the snakes, not alligators, that's Faith, but the snakes, um, you know, the rocket launcher, all of that. So they're like kind of calling back to some of these things. But I feel like in doing that and obviously in discussing things like this, we also get to see some of that progression of some of these characters, like the character of Willow, where she's kind of coming into her own. She's not just because arguably in season one and even kind of into the beginning of season two she was kind of giles jr in a way right where like she was like the books just like giles was but now she's kind of coming into her own as her own sort of piece of the scooby gang james uh so
4: like i noticed like it was this is typically the one like older like television shows but I think what would have been like a really nice touch, and it could have been like budget or like various reasons, but I feel like they should have thrown in like little, um, like flashbacks of like the previous, like I guess quote unquote, like stories that they were like telling, like, you know, the rocket launcher, like just do like a little flashback of like her sitting up on like the kiosk, or like, you know, every time they told the story, like a little, like a slut. Sl-
3: if you watch the credits, There was a picture of her with the rocket launcher and a couple of the things in the credits like at the beginning you know where they show the flashes some Mm -hmm. of that was there
0: and i'll argue actually the opposite i'm sorry i'll argue actually the opposite james because i would argue that um a lot of shows have done that sort of thing in the past and they get criticized. I mean, everybody else, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like shows get criticized heavily for that because then it almost becomes clip show and nobody i don't want to say nobody but most people don't really like a clip show episode i understand in the context of these few brief scenes where it's being talked about but i feel like you know almost any time that there's a a clip show unless it's something where like the show community did it where they're like oh it's a clip show but it's from stuff that you've never seen of them before You know what I mean? This is, this would, that would basically just be sort of rehashing. And for most people, they see a clip show as like a lazy way of doing stuff to just, yeah, just that's, that's like a filler episode because then It's, it's, it's like
3: a bottle episode where they don't want to spend money to create a new episode or to create sets or anything. They just shoot it all in one spot it's the same thing it's it's all of us just
0: sitting around talking about remember the time we did this and then they look up as if they're they're thinking about it in their mind's eye and then it just cuts to a clip back of the other thing i'm not saying that it would have been a full-on clip like that (laughs) but i feel like that would have actually been something that an older show would do because they used to do that a lot to save money but i feel like that would have been criticized very heavily
3: i have a i have a question so we're talking about um, Willow coming into her own and everything else. The the scene in the hospital, and I don't remember because, you know, I'm old. Um, when Willow was in the hospital and Xander was talking to her and he tells her she can't leave because he loves her. What, ha- what happened that she was in the hospital?
4: Um, if I may, uh, that's when Drusilla broke in and... Um... When she was attempting to spell Drusilla. Broke in, they uh they got I think they got Giles because they thought that Giles would be the key to like uh summoning the demon. But the like vampire quote unquote army uh kind of like kicked everyone's butt and Willow got like really badly knocked okay. out, right?
3: Okay, that was what I was going for. Xander told Willow he loved her right after she badassed her way through this into that spell as she was being a strong forceful female doing the spell telling them where to go where to stand what to do blah 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 that's when he said he loved her
4: yeah i mean i feel like i i definitely see where you're coming from but i feel like in this in that particular scene i feel like his love like i feel like his natural attraction like just natural like raw xander is like he like he likes that strong like female role like the Buffy the Mm -hmm. I forget the new uh, Kendra um and then Faith and then Cordelia but I feel like the inner him like as he was portraying that love for her and like as everything he was saying he's like you know the person who like I want to just like come home like run home to like you know tell my day was or talk about it like I feel like the the more sensitive like emotional side of him but like he, we don't get to see because he's usually like so like much of a tool bag. I feel like that inner him is who I like really likes you know uh, Willow, but like but, the natural then, him is.
3: He's but the but that part of him has always been around Willow and never saw her. She was always invisible to him. She she's always been that person, and he's always been that. But the time that he realized that he loved her was after she was the strong female.
0: Yeah, I would, I would actually, I would agree with that. Yeah,
3: you know what I'm saying? Like he's, she's always been the sweet, gentle, sensitive, whatever. And he's always been when he's not being the tool bag, he is the you know sensitive whatever. And he never even saw her. He never saw how much she cared for him or anything else. But when she did her, that was realistically one of her very first spells and the first time that she comes into her own with her magic.
4: When I was a kid, I wanted to learn to play the guitar so badly. (laughs) Hi, my name is Ryan Kratz. And while I may not be your voice of choice, I am a voice. I just wrote a song and I would appreciate if you checked it out. It's called Joke. It's live on uh, Spotify, YouTube, Apple, Android, laptop, Walkmans, Discmans, iPods, anywhere where you listen to music pretty much. I should have rehearsed this.
3: suddenly his eyes are open and yeah you know i could love you
0: Can i see just going with the xander is a is a tool bag uh theme here <laughs> can i take a moment and and reference the fact that we got two slut shames in this episode one of them was by xander i think the other was by cordelia but we got two slut shames in this episode see i was gonna what james Oh, I was just really
4: quick. I was gonna like make a uh, small reference. I was gonna say, uh, in my eyes, uh, Willow was like on Xander's hook, kind of like in the How Metro Mother reference. Mm. Everyone has that oh, one yeah. person on the
0: hook. Yes. Molly. Um, having been on someone's hook, I can definitely attest to that's what it was. Um, Did you just say you're Xander? I did not. No, she, no, no. She said it this time no, not me. <laughs> no, actually, if anything, if anything, according to James and several other friends who actually have never met James necessarily, I'm Ted Mosby. So take with that what you will. Um, um She said it this time not me.
3: just identified with Xander. No, no,
0: no. I identified with being on the hook. Actually, no. If if anything, I would be oh, Willow so- in that instance because she was on the hook
4: so yeah, have I you know. ever been to band camp is the is next question since since you're recognizing with Willow
0: the only time I was ever in camp uh I got locked in a porta potty which is why Ooh. I don't use them because it actually happened a second time after that so actually you were at camp twice the the so the first time I cut my eye the second time I got locked in a porta potty so I don't camp it's just as yes. simple as that I wasn't in high to hear then, it. but never in a camp. If you listen to his podcast, it's on one of his podcasts
3: about getting locked in the porta potty
0: I don't think I've told that story, actually, on the podcast. I don't think I've told that one yet. But uh, I feel like we're saving that for a big... Uh, I told the one where I, uh, I committed a felony, told that story, but I don't think I've ever told the uh, locked in a porta potty dot 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 twice episode. Um, but uh... <laughs> That's absolutely true, by the way. Oh, um, yeah, but that yes. sounds like fun going
3: oh, left on a bus, you know, yeah,
0: got left on a bus, yes. Um, left him there. Oh, lord, exactly. Um, let's give a rest, a little list of reasons. But no, going back to uh, what I said before, we 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 got two uh, two slut shames in this episode. Mm. Um, Xander, I believe, calls Buffy a. a I don't know if you remember what it was that she did. I think it was because, like, she I, I'm trying to remember what it was, but he's like, Oh, you little slut. And he says something like, obviously, think- he was saying it in a super sarcastic way, but like, yeah, yeah, but like, but
1: still, dude, like, I wouldn't say that to one of my friends,
0: right? Well, um, actually, one
3: of my friends just called me the w word yesterday so there was that cuz i oh cuz i missed one of her phone calls yeah it was you know
0: old friends can say a lot of things yeah, yeah. Th- so i i will agree with True. that like old old friend you know like you know but and then the other one i believe was by cordelia when she was referring to uh, disco dave and the slut that he's <laughs> dancing with which was faith Ooh. um so yes we got two slut shames in this episode And I know that if Lisa were here, she would have commented on that uh, by this point, at least. So I wanted to make sure that we referenced it as well. Um, But yes, Uh, so we talked a little bit about uh, the mayor and the principal and what that connection might be. We talked about the mayor. Uh, So, okay, with regards to the mayor and, and Joyce, we get... Joyce here, who is clearly on Buffy's side now with regard to everything that's going on at the school, she gets to meet Faith. She gets to find out a little bit more about sort of the attitude of the Slayer, especially of a different Slayer. She also gets to find out that Buffy died. And mm. I think I love that. Well, you didn't tell me that you died. When did you die? Uh, I absolutely love that moment. Um, but I do like the fact that we got a little bit more uh, with them. And it's nice to see. And again, it's over the, the la- these last few episodes, especially the end of season two into uh, season three here, where Joyce is clearly accepting it. And she's, you know, it's no longer... If we remember at the beginning, again, going all the way back to season one, um, it's, you know, she pulls up uh, to to the school to drop Buffy off. And she's like, it's not going to be like the last one. Right. Like we have to stay here. We have a life here now. And, you know, all these things. And because she's very hesitant. Right. And she's she's trying to do that thing. We've talked about it multiple times before. I'm not going to necessarily go into the whole thing, but like she's trying to be like strict mom and then not so strict mom because she's trying to find what the balance is but that's because buffy was was hiding this thing from her and rightfully so right like we've talked about that many times as well but now just about everything is out in the open especially with the you know uh the fact that buffy died and all that sort of stuff so um Am I the only one who who kind of likes their dynamic now? Uh, I'm just kind of opening this question up generally. What did we think about Joyce's interactions with Faith and all that sort of stuff?
2: Uh, well, no, she, said... she marched in the Slayer Day Parade. Was it Slayer Day Parade or
5: something?
3: <laughs> yeah. she, also tries to, she also tries to get her to give the duties over to,
0: to Faith. Well, could you just let her do it and not you? And technically she's right. Like, Buffy is an anomaly. Buffy shouldn't actually exist, so on a technicality it should be Faith. Right? I guess.
4: I mean, I like Faith's actress more so I root that Faith should definitely take over the series. I'd watch it.
0: You're watching it anyway.
1: You dare sully the name of my beloved? (laughs) Sarah Michelle Gellar? You
3: dare? (laughs) Mrs.
1: Freddie, Prinz, Mrs. Freddie Prinz Jr.
3: Or do we not acknowledge that?
0: <laughs> he's a good guy, by all accounts. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that um, psycho
1: violin music playing in the background a little bit? <laughs> or is that just me?
0: Um,
4: SMG is cool, but the chick from Bring It On, I think, is way better.
1: I like should, I I really love Eliza too. She's really good. And
0: see I, her in, I oh, you should I, see I her have in, to say, go ahead. Me? Yeah. Said you should see her in Dollhouse. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Um, but anybody else remember True Calling? True Call. Yeah. I can't say I can't say what I want to say. Damn it. Um. <laughs> um but i will say we we do get to develop the the faith character more i don't think I mean, that's it's... a spoiler to say we kind of got that at the end of the episode by the fact that giles is going to take over as her watcher temporarily um so uh, i think it's not a spoiler to say you know we're going to we're going to get to see more of her and i so i like the fact that right off the bat like James and I'm gonna guess Bill as well like this character. Bill, you like this this new character of Faith?
2: I'm sorry, I was chewing.
0: Sorry, <laughs> so I'm um,
2: sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, That's great. I do. I mean, yeah, she was a little funky at the beginning with the whole "Hey B," you know, that B stuff. I didn't like that. Um, but I guess <clears throat> I, there's still some mystery involved. I guess with Watcher and. She had a female watcher, I guess, which was pretty... I didn't know that 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 was a thing. She was slinging Um, the mic. That's pretty
5: cool. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. And I thought there was something going on, too, with the the kid. What was his name? Scott? What was the... Scott, yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, she said, oh, I recognize you. And I thought it was going to be some kind of bigger storyline. Like, it just wasn't from the bronze. Like, I'm sorry. Did I say something? (laughs) But... So I thought that was that was like you know something that she, he's from somewhere else, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean it's interesting. I, I don't. I did. It's the whole thing with the Slayers confusing me because like, what happens to the place that she left? Like, who's covering? What was it DC? Like,
0: well, so it it kind of it's kind of a tricky thing, right? Because. I I don't remember. I don't know if that's been established, so I can't say that. Um, but you gotta remember, like when Buffy first got called, she was in LA. So she wasn't necessarily in the Hellmouth. She moved to the Hellmouth. However, that whether that was like, you know, the Watchers council purposely doing that, or uh, you know, some sort of fate or whatever because we could get it i'll get into that in just a moment but you know what i mean like they're like somehow some way but the same thing with kendra right like kendra as quote unquote the slayer because again we're counting if if we're going to say buffy is as i said before an anomaly she shouldn't technically exist as the slayer so kendra was the slayer she didn't choose to stay in the hellmouth right she went back to whatever generic island accent that was from like she was supposed to be from so um she wasn't necessarily like staying at the hellmouth so it's not that the slayer necessarily has to be like the defender of or at the hellmouth per se it just so happens that that like again very Bussy contrived, bit. right? Very contrived, like oh a- but oh, oh, give me just one second. But so um I I don't think that necessarily there has to be a slayer at the Hellmouth because again, like they're all over because even even Spike says that he I think he's on record as killing two uh slayers so and yes he had been to sunnydale before and whatnot but that doesn't once again necessarily mean that they were there it's just that they're all around so technically faith doesn't have to stay there but obviously for right now under the the guide of giles that's where she is staying ruth you have a question
3: so i think it's interesting the the idea that the other slayers know about Buffy. Like she doesn't know about them, but they know about her because, because um, faith says to her, Oh yeah, you're the, 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 I don't know. She says famous or infamous, you know, she calls her B, but you know, I heard of you and I, did you really use, you know, the whatever. and, she knows stories about Buffy but up to this point Buffy didn't know anything about until Kendra she didn't know about any of the other Slayers that is
0: I want to I want to say in the in the episode where Kendra debuted uh that's kind of I don't want to say explained away but uh, Kendra makes some sort of reference to the Slayer handbook. And Buffy's like, the Slayer handbook? Like, you never told me, whatever. And I think he says something along the line. Giles says something along the lines of, like, I tried showing you, but you didn't seem interested. I realized that teaching you, I would have to use other methods not so traditional or something, you know, fancy British wording. He says it in some sort of way. And so I'm not saying that uh faith is like super traditional like um like uh kendra but it could stand to reason that just like uh they each had a watcher and for whatever reason giles isn't invited to like these watchers retreats and whatnot uh faith knew about the watchers retreat enough so that perhaps in the past her watcher was obviously um Giles the watchers council and uh Kendra's watcher were kind of all in contact with one another that it could stand to reason that they would teach about like when they have to kind of teach like you are the slayer this is your responsibilities there's here's some history here's blah 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 and here there's another one out there but Giles kind of knows that um, she doesn't learn that way. She doesn't really care. Like, you know what I mean? So that could be why that's the case. One of my favorite things about recording any of the shows that I do, like MCU and Me or Lost with Friends or even back when we used to do Wrestling Renegades is finding out little uh, details about the people that we have on. Uh and sometimes in the middle of those conversations you get some very interesting details about who the people are. And of course we try to present you with who those people are across the various clock shelves entertainment shows. And one of the best ways that we do that is on our show Polynol. Um it is where I sit down. Uh, ...with various people from all over the world, as I always say, and I just talk with them. And I, you know, no topic is too small on our show, Paul and All, as our intro says. And I would love if you would go and check it out, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, Of course, you can find the links across all of our social media... And, you know, you could help us grow that show as well, because sometimes it's fun talking with the losties or the true believers uh, about things that aren't necessarily lost or Marvel or wrestling or what have you. Um, sometimes getting to know the people is what is the fun part for me. I am Paul. I am your voice of choice here at Clock Shelves Entertainment, and I host Paul and all. Go check it out.
2: I love the whole concept about a Watchers convention. I think that's amazing. <laughs> it reminds me, if, like if it was held in Vegas, it would be like what we do in the Shadows episode. It would be like hilarious. So, I don't know if you guys have watched that show.
0: I f- no. feel like you've told me about it, but I have not watched it Oh my it God. It's like, it's like The it's like show, the What's that?
5: I watched it. Huh, oh my hilarious. god! It's like The Office love with vampires. What we do in the shadows. Love yeah, it's it.
2: The Office with vampires. If you like The Office, yeah. you'll love this show. Okay, oh you—you oh, you, you, you
5: definitely like this show. It's, it's you funny. hooked
2: me. The Office with vampires. I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what it is. That's what it
5: is. Guillermo is like my favorite. I love Guillermo.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love. Uh, I love. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Oh, my! cat can't I just blanked out his name. Colin oh colin big i I, like
5: colin too, I just can't help but like all
2: of them they're just so funny <laughs> so yes yeah, you got if you don't watch that show you gotta watch
0: that show all right sounds like i have something new i'm off work tomorrow yeah. as we record this might have some uh some some watching to do there you um, go. james you have your hand raised in the chat i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh well I was talking about the the concept. I don't know when I can't remember when exactly you raised your hand, but I was talking about the fact that uh other slayers, Buffy doesn't necessarily learn that way. Um I don't know if any of that sparked anything for you. The the fact that they don't necessarily have to be near the Hellmouth.
4: I was gonna say like you kind of like touched base on already, like, you know, that's not necessarily how Buffy like learns and etc. But I was like going to like ask and probably get the, you'll see, like, do they have, like, a Slayer Academy? Like, aside from, like, the retreat that they go to, but, like, Kendra, she trained, she, like, has her own watcher, like.
0: So, here's what I'll tell you, and this is, this is, hmm, I'm gonna say it's arguably a spoiler, but not really. There are, and we'll cover some of them one day, there were, towards the end of, of Buffy and the end of Angel, there were obviously, you know, it's a money-making thing. You want to, you know, you want to do like, you keep making the money, even if the show finishes, right? Like, so you you do spinoffs. That was proposed as a, as a potential spinoff show was like a Slayer Academy type show.
3: But at this point, there really isn't anything like that because there's only one, there's, there's only one Slayer. There's, you know, the People who may eventually be the next Slayer, right? But you, you, we don't know who that's going to be. So they have people who watch them, and they become the Slayer. Then they begin to be trained, but not—they're not supposed to be trained prior to that. I think
0: right. Which is, but then, but again, then Kendra was trained pretty much her whole life. So I think,
3: uh, I think that was not supposed to have happened. Right but we don't know, but we don't know Faith's backstory, so we don't know whether that is true. But right. overall which is
0: why I think what I said, I don't think that was too because of the Kendra storyline. I don't think that was too much of a of a spoiler yeah, no, the way you no, the way I, you, you chimed in with the but like as if I just gave out if I'm no, like the king of not well, giving information. <laughs> no, no,
3: no, no, no. i what I was saying was, you know, like that really, you know, it's not a it it's not a thing because we don't know who is gonna be the next slayer so right. that it would be training people who could be the slayer right which is not a bad thing to empower young girls or anything like that but
0: right um so man meant- i was gonna that's say part- mandy you've been a little silent uh, do you have any thoughts on you know the whole episode overall <laughs>
5: Really, I I
0: do like this one because I like faith, like in the mix. All right, well there it is. She likes faith <laughs> in the mix. In the mix, yeah. Um, no, I just like I said, like I said, kind of earlier. I think this is a, a really good episode, just because it again arguably this kicks off season three in my opinion and i'm not i'm not saying in the same way but if you all remember sort of when we were talking season two and there was like some monster of the week ones what have you and then right around the time of the halloween episode where i was like "Ooh, we're kind of starting an arc here right and it started with ethan rain and buffy and angel getting closer and then surprise in us you know it, it took a few episodes to get there arguably but um, we got to learn a little bit more about Giles's past. We saw some Giles-Jenny stuff, Surprise and Innocence, and that's really what kicked off sort of the second half, the back half of uh, of the season, uh, if you will, with the whole Angelus thing and then you know all that that happened. I'm not going to say this is the same, but this is kind of where the season arguably kicks into that's gear true. in terms of like, we're going to start seeing more of like this this year of their of their lives like i said i feel like the first two episodes were sort of like a like a coda to to uh season two and so this is really what you know one could argue where season three sort of sort of begins um well at least it's happening sooner than in the last episode in
3: the last season right Uh, sorry what we had to wade halfway through the season before the the
0: story the basic storyline got going right right well yeah about like five six episodes in uh was the halloween episode um but we do have uh i don't know if we want to get to this just yet because they're they're you know and i don't know if anybody else has anything else about the episode itself but um We've obviously seen over these first few episodes Buffy's having some uh visions and dreams and all these things about Angel, and part of it is because she, you know, can't necessarily let go. Um, she has sort of a, a vision or premonition of the, the ring dropping, and then um, you know, the she actually drops the ring when when Scott uh hope tries to give her the the same designed ring that Angel gave her, you know, right before he became, you know, right before Angelus. And then at the very end, she goes to, she Buffy goes to the mansion that he got at the end, towards the end of season two. And she leaves that ring. And then we see the return of naked angel oh my god it was like term it was like Schwartz. i'll be back
5: the
0: <laughs> i loved it i loved it so um <laughs> i i mean obviously that's sort of the the big the big fault the, the the big uh, talking point if you will coming out of the episode right is is the fact that uh uh Angel is back, and again we 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 get introduced to some new characters, like I said. But we do get the return of the character of Angel here. um and But it's... do
3: we know whether it's Angel or not? Because all we know is that it was that body came back.
0: Sure.
2: <laughs> um... Scott Hope. Scott Hope. Uh, Scott Hope. <laughs> Hope. <laughs> hope must have something to do with this. It. It's
3: Angel. It's Angel. I'm just pulling your leg, but come on, no, explain. we don't know. But see, that's the thing. Going like you don't know because of, of everything that happened, right? If you did, well,
0: see, you I would know. my my argument would be the last time we saw it was Angel, so that's what would make me believe. Oh, well, it's yeah, Angel. But, it, but you know again, what I mean. But it, it could it could not be. Where I understand
3: what happened. <laughs> You know, so what, what, what came back? Because we've been told before that if you reanimate something that wasn't, you know, that was dead, what comes back isn't always what you want it to be. Correct.
0: That, that, this, when I had said before about why and how did Buffy end up at the, um, like at the hell mouth, and I said about, you know, fate, or what have you, this was kind of where I was going with it was sort of what I don't want to say like a higher power or something like that. But like, sort of what and it, it I, I don't want to give too much away. But I feel like that's kind of the question that we should be asking ourselves, right? Is like, what, why is Angel back? And what brought him back? Yeah, you know what like I mean? What's that? I was kidding. I said, did the ring summon him? Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, and Scott
2: gave her the ring.
0: So, something's <laughs> going on with Scott. So, actually, that's the
2: ring that Angel gave her.
3: Scott gave right, her but-
2: a similar ring. Oh. But the-
3: the one that she left is the one
2: that Angel gave her. Oh, okay. That's what she pulled okay. when she pulled but it out from Scott the Scott's doing giving her a ring. Like he doesn't even know her. He's giving her a ring that's just he What's invited
0: the- her to the festival. So he has to give was- her a ring of course it was before a they bus- go Buster on Keaton. one Keaton. date. Yeah,
1: well Buster you know it's the Buster Keaton, a Buster festival, Keaton festival. You gotta look good for those.
3: <laughs> it
0: was it was a friendship ring. A was- ring before they go on a single date. Yeah, like the
1: interest to the nines for the Buster Keaton festival.
0: Unless it's a ring pop you don't give a ring before yeah, you really. go on a date. I, That's it, was a, it was a friendship Stop telling ring. them my moves, Paul. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Did? I did that once. That's the only reason I said it.
3: <laughs> hey, I dated a guy who gave me a diamond and sapphire ring after knowing each other for five days. So there's that. Wow.
0: The Marvel Cinematic Universe is ever-expanding, but with Shelves Entertainment's MCU and me, we are going through all of the different pockets of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting all the way at the very beginning with Iron Man. That's right, we go through the films, we're going through the TV series, we're going through the then-Netflix series, and so much more. We are currently in phase two three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe over at MCU and Me, featuring myself and a plethora of people, some familiar voices, some brand new voices, over at MCU and Me. Check out the Marvel Cinematic Universe rewatch podcast from Clockshelves Entertainment. Well, here's the thing: I know that that wasn't my father because, technically speaking, my father never <laughs> proposed marriage, and yet it happened. So well, no, I that know was, that it wasn't him. That
3: was no, no. The diamond and sapphire ring was a friendship ring. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm I'm sure. I got I got a I got a regular diamond from that guy, but that was like years later. James,
4: give your hand. No, I was just going back to like the angel thing. I was like, I knew it was him because his shoulders were raised high again.
3: (laughs) Well, you know, if you hit the ground, what would your shoulders look like from however high he plopped down there? You know, that, oh.
4: Took a little gravity, like, knock him back into place. That had to hurt.
3: Like, (laughs) oop, you know. Shoulder adjustment. Yeah, but yeah, but naked, like that, you know, flop on the ground, that could have been
1: uncomfortable so Um, the only other the only other thought that i have about this episode is i'm kind of character interactions guy so the thing that i kind of enjoyed about it was seeing the way that the scoobies reacted to her and then seeing the way that like you know like buffy's instantaneous sort of like like who is this you know like coming in here taking all my stuff Uh, And I kind of love that, you know, single white female as she as she refers to it. And um, I also like the fact that they showed the way that Faith responds to trauma. I think that's an interesting thing, because like if you if you watch her reactions, it's very telling. Um, Like the way that she's she's avoidant. And the way that she also is kind of like, you know, she masks a lot of a lot of pain and, and sort of like all the, the psychological scars that she has uh, she, through she, like yeah. bravado and through like, over know, overindul- just,
3: overindul- yeah. indul- whether it's eating, yeah. whether it's the guys, whether it's whatever it is. Yeah. It, it's definitely, that's, that is definitely a mask that I wish Lisa was here to, you know.
1: Yeah. Die. Lisa would definitely, she would yeah. explain it a lot better than I am, but it, it's like, it's it's interesting to see that, and it's it's interesting to see like the you know the the sort of there's a there's a competition there between her and Buffy, but there's also maybe a little something else which I won't you know say much about. Um,
5: well, I will she just here,
1: say she
3: took her hand and led her away from Scott. So you know it's like that was a very um, she's with me thing as opposed to he's with me. Like she why did she not take his hand and take yeah. him away?
1: You interesting, know, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So yeah. that, yeah, that was that was definitely something that that I made note of the fact that she because it was a very like took her hand and and walked away with her.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. And just one more thing that I wanted to say, which I'm I'm sort of forgetting, but um, anyway, it's like you know, it's it's kind of freeing though the way that faith is versus you know Buffy's got the weight of the world on her shoulders and faith seems very free, and I think that that's very like. You know, free and spontaneous, and that's that's very appealing. And so, like, if you look at how they're how everybody's reacting to her, and like, just make a note of that, especially Bill and James, because I think that mm-hmm. it's something that is it's, she's, it's something but, to but take she note also of.
5: Has, she has
3: anger issues. The way that she she's
5: relishes in, not, in, her duty in her job. Pardon, Amanda. I said she like relishes in that duty of that job. Mm-hmm. Well, she yeah. She likes but, it as we're probably like, Ugh, I can't believe yeah, I have to well, do this for my rest of my life.
0: And Kendra, but I'm not, also, I'm sorry to interrupt, but Kendra kind of had that too, right? Where Kendra like specifically said, and it's something that Manda has kind of championed almost every time this comes up. It's not a job, it's who you are. And Kendra kind of had that too. I feel like Faith has it from like a slightly different perspective, but Kendra had that too. Whereas Buffy with Buffy, it feels like an obligation. Whereas with both Kendra and and Faith, it's it's more of like a duty.
3: Well, because I think for Buffy, it's a matter of Buffy. Is trying to have a life. And for Kendra and Faith, being the slayer was their existence. Do you know what I mean? So no,
5: no, no. I, I think for there, Kendra, I think. it was. I think for Faith, it's not her existence. I think it's her running away from her past.
3: But it's, it also allows her to beat the crap out of anyone and everyone, you
5: know. She is stronger and she could do this and doesn't need anyone. So it's like her running away, but yeah. like the independent part of it. Like I don't need anybody. Right. Or pretending like she doesn't need anybody.
3: Yeah, she seems she seems almost
5: like a like,
3: um, like a, because uh, we don't know her backstory, but she seems like a kid from the streets who has been pretty
0: much abandoned, and so this is the way that she copes with things. She actually says something to Buffy and I was I was hoping, even as I was watching it, like not remembering line by line every single thing about the series, I was like, oh, I can't believe they didn't make that reference. Because they were, I, I said earlier how they, like, they were referencing, you know, like different stuff from season one and a little bit from season two and whatnot. And when Buffy goes to the hotel or motel or Holiday Inn, um, she says to, uh, Faith says to her like, oh, what brings you to the bad part of town or whatever? And I was really hoping that Buffy would have kind of done a callback to Cordelia's line from, I want to say it was the very first episode where um, Cordelia says about the going to, you know, are you going to go to the bronze or whatever? and she's like oh where is that and it's like oh it's the bad part of town which is pretty much right next to the good part of town we don't have a whole lot of town here Mm -hmm. and I was really hoping that when Faith was Mm -hmm. like what brings you to this part of town that Buffy was going to say something along the lines of well you know it's the bad part of town is right next to the good part of town there's not a whole lot of town, like something like akin to that and I was really hoping that and it didn't happen and I was kind of bummed by that because like that would have been it would have been a little something that I mean, probably other people on the Internet would have noticed, but it was I feel like it definitely would have been a nice a nice callback to that line from season one. Now, of course, you probably already know that there is a bonus episode up on Content Club right now where myself and Kiona and James did a watch-along to the episode and so That is the season three premiere and We did a watch-along uh, episode uh, commentary style as a bonus over at Content Club, patreon.com slash clockshelves. But Buffy in Los Angeles Not really the weirdest thing, because before Buffy and Joyce moved to Sunnydale, that's where they lived, was Los Angeles. How do we know this? Well, she talked about it in the very first season multiple times, and the movie took place there. But, of course, we know the movie isn't quite canon. What is pretty much, however, is the origin comic book series. It's a three-issue Uh, series, which we actually discussed once again as bonus episodes over at Content Club, patreon.com slash clockshelves. It's myself and a few of the folks that you hear in this episode and other episodes talking about uh, the origin and how Buffy learned she was the Slayer and her first fight against a vampire and all that sort of stuff. Uh, We talk about it in depth as we read, we even do some voices, the origin comic. So those are some bonus episodes to, uh, once again, entice you uh, in addition to the Anne Uh, commentary, watch-along episode, and much, much more. Available early, uninterrupted, and again, some stuff as bonus content club exclusives. So go ahead and check that out if you want to hear the origin of the Buffy Summers character. Before Willow, before Xander, before Giles, even before Angel, there was Buffy. Check it out in the origin, available at content club that's patreon.com slash clock shelves
1: definitely agree <laughs> Yeah, i think that would have been great i think
3: um, it's interesting when all is said and done and the, the differences and the arguments and the lack of the way they care for each other and what it, well, not that they care for each other but that buffy doesn't particularly like faith at the end of it she pretty much says you know her little sister which I think is really Mm. funny
0: yes well because yeah she's like because now and especially with the fact that she has to stay there right yeah and they like they go after each other and it's kind of interesting right because it's it's kind of like the what is it Rocky 3 is it Rocky 3 Rocky 2 I think it's Rocky 3 the you know Let's see which one of us really is tougher, sort of thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, if we're going to go with this concept that Faith seems like she's from the streets and whatnot, she was probably, you know, very scrappy early on, you know, yeah. Scooby reference. Um, <laughs> no, not really, but, um, but we don't like. but no but she was probably very scrappy early on whereas Buffy clearly wasn't like she right she talked about that we saw that in like the flashbacks uh and and I believe she talked about it in uh one of you know a previous episode um that when she first started she she didn't really do well but she's had the Slayer powers longer than Faith has She's like had the calling, if you will. The true calling, one might say. Um, that's for you, Kiona. Um, that, you know what I mean? Like she's kind of had that longer than than Faith has. So um, it would be kind of, I think it would be kind of interesting, which if they were to kind of fight one-on-one, which would be like who would come out on top, who would be the winner? The answer is all of us watching, by the way. Um, but you know who <laughs> you're true you're right you're absolutely right. i know i'm right <laughs> you're
1: absolutely right i the, but no, uh, but by, by the way one of xander's better lines um uh this this episode was when uh cordelia says that says that what is your thing with with slayers xander should i just dress up as one of them and take a stake and hold it to your heart or something or hold it to your throat? Throat, throat something like that yeah and he just goes like oh please don't let that be sarcasm Yep. What a, what a, what a, what a loud
0: bag, I believe was the word we used. What a lout. <laughs> Um, and but no, so like, it is kind of interesting because now with faith staying there and obviously we're going to, you know, go over this in episode, you know, subsequent episodes, but, um, you know, what is that relationship going to be like mm-hmm. between, because like by the end of this, right. Like, like Buffy's like, okay, you know, I get it. You, you went through some stuff but kind of you're here now. And like you said, Ruth, you know, the whole like little sister sort of thing. And mm-hmm. it's going to kind of, I don't want to say it's going to kind of be like that, but it is, it's going to kind of be like that because now she, Buffy has to take faith sort of under her wing. And, mm-hmm. you know, Giles is going to be the, the temp, you know, her, the, both of their watchers temporarily uh, faith's watcher. And so it is going to kind of be like that where it's, you know, these, the two slayers, you know, learning, Together, if you will, this should be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I think it's—I think it, it's nice because it introduces sort of an aspect that we didn't have. And I—I want to say it was maybe James uh, in season two, where—and maybe it was—I want to say it might have been James. It might have even been Bill, or it was just sort of something that we just kind of talked about where it was okay this big thing happened uh where kendra shows up and whatever and then she goes back and then obviously the you know week to week there's like these you know i don't want to say universe ending sort of moments but it's it seems like something else is going to happen right like there's the big the big monster under the school that was there and the 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 redneck vampire, same episode i know but you know what i mean and like there's there's all of these things and why didn't kendra show back up and as i said you know maybe she was dealing with her own stuff on whatever generic island accent she comes from so you know it, maybe, maybe it was that. Maybe, it, but but the question does kind of arise, and it's sort of the the question that people had uh, sort of early on in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Where it was like, okay, so after the team up movie, why don't they just call each other up whenever there's a villain and be like, hey, man, two of us is better than one. So why don't you come help me with this, and let's take this sucker down. And they basically had to come up with reasons as to why that that couldn't happen, and this is something that the comic, you know, writers for the for Marvel and DC have had to sort of deal with for years. Where it's like, once you put them together, why do you keep them apart ever again after that? And the fact that Kendra wasn't from there and whatever, but now Faith is seems like she's going to be around for a little bit, so it's going to give us that new dynamic of every threat that happens. Now there's going to be two slayers to deal with, and I think that it's going to be a, a nice, interesting build.
5: I completely agree. I wish Kendra was around a little bit more, but I understand. Like the way I thought of it was, is um, like she was brought up with the watcher, so she didn't need to, like stay with Buffy and Giles to be taught. Like as we're Faith is just new to this now. And her watcher has died, so she needs someone to step in for now. Like Kendra didn't have to stay in one place. Her watcher knew that she was trained enough to be able to go all over and fight on her own. No, so and only I meant to be. And
0: I and like I completely so agree with dark that. When
5: the power in Sunnydale, that's why she showed up. But right, I think like right, like they they should come up with more ways to actually put them together. Like Kendra could have been on the show a lot more time doing a lot more stuff.
0: And that's what I was going to say was it from, from that perspective of like, okay, if Buffy, like going along sort of with, with uh, Bill's thing, right. Of like, where is everything else? So like, even let, let's, let's just play with that. Right. So Buffy monitors, protects, whatever the hell mouth, but like I said, there are other things going on in the world. So like if Buffy is sort of stationed here, for lack of a better phrase, then it does make sense that like somebody like Kendra, and we've we've seen before where there's like other you know uh, rogue demon hunters, if you will. Um, you know, they go and, and they're doing their own thing, going out there and whatever, but there's there's also now another Slayer. So Kendra could, like you just said, to sort of go all around the world because she was brought up with that and, and what have you, but they can't necessarily, the Watchers people can't necessarily send Faith out to do that, right? Because like she's not trained. So again, I think it's, I think it creates a nice, interesting dynamic that obviously, like I said, we're going to talk about over the course of subsequent episodes, um, and I'm really excited to see where this goes. This particular episode was written by David Greenwalt, who uh, has worked on the show since season one. He wrote the episode uh, Angel. He's written several things. He, uh, I want to say by this point, he was either the co-executive producer or the executive producer. He was basically the number two Excuse me. After the uh, the creator of the show himself, in terms of, uh, you know, if a question needed to be answered, um, major, uh, writing, uh, you know, major episodes being written, things like that. Um, and it was, uh, directed by James A. Condner, who would go on to direct, uh, multiple episodes. He, ar- I believe he already had at this point directed several episodes of Buffy. I think he also ended up directing, uh, a few episodes of Angel, as well as just a lot of other, uh, television stuff. we talked about it before, uh, he did some Star Trek. He did the X-Files, Buffy, oh. Angel, um, all sorts of stuff like that. So, uh, definitely a, a career television director. Um... I I really really uh enjoy this episode. I enjoy what this is setting up and uh like I said I'm really excited to see where this goes. I'm also excited to to see how not only we all uh you know sort of react to it but based off of the um the speculation happening with our first time viewers earlier in the episode I'm really excited uh how uh bill and james are are going to react to what happens uh I, later i'm in really
1: the season. i'm really holding back a lot right now
0: same same <laughs> no same yeah, no you. i am
1: thank
5: really you, holding
1: everybody. back a lot right now because um because uh the thing things things are gonna happen
0: and and I, I like I said, i, I i'm I'm yeah. very excited on how and I've said before, uh, and I think Mando has agreed and and I think uh Kiona and Ruth would would at least hesitantly agree, if not fully agree. I've always said the first three seasons are arguably my favorites when it comes to like looking at each season sort of overall. There are mm-hmm. some of my favorite episodes or arcs happen subsequent to these seasons. But I think from like, like again, like let's look back at season two, like I said, like that whole, and maybe uh, maybe Bill and, and James or or Kiona and, and Ruth and, and Amanda may feel differently, but for me, the whole Angelus and like Buffy having to deal with, you know, the, the man that she loved, And now it's not him, but he's wearing her or he's wearing his face. Just a reminder that if you are enjoying these episodes, but don't necessarily want all of these interruptions and advertisement type breaks, you can get the episodes early and uninterrupted over at Content Club. Uh, That is patreon.com slash clockshelves, uh, where you get, of course, early, uninterrupted versions of MCU and Me, Paul and All, Lost with Friends. You get uh, some exclusive stuff. You get some uh, promotional material early before even the social medias get it. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, Throw some dough if you choose to do so. Very affordable tiers for the great content that you love. It is a great way to pass the time. And it's a great way to keep the mics and lights on. And he's evil and he's about to take over the world. And then his kind of frenemy in the end like flips and he's like maybe on the good guy's side just enough to not stop the, or you know, to, not, to, to stop the world from ending. Like that whole thing. And you know, with the Giles and Jenny of it all and, and all of that, like the whole overall story. I love that story probably one of my favorite stories of not just the series, but multiple, like various series that I watch. You know what I mean? Like that's, I just think it was fantastic storytelling when you look at it kind of now that season two is is over. And I feel like season three, once we're able to look back on it, once we're in seasons four or five and so on, I feel like we're going to be able, at least I will be able to talk about a lot more and I'll be able to sort of pinpoint why. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I was gonna say, I don't know if anyone wants to necessarily give up their feelings on that. But like I said, as like a story, like a like a season wide store season length story, story uh, two and three are are arguably two of, of my favorites, personally. So I'm really excited to see where this goes, and what our uh, various feelings are about it going forward. Because as we've talked about multiple times, new viewers uh returning viewers people folks who have not watched it in quite a few years uh like uh myself and and kiona and ruth and then we have the uh moment by moment daily plays on a loop in her home constantly viewer in manda so (laughs) (laughs) it's always
3: fun
1: yeah
0: oh go ahead ruth
3: I'm sorry. I was going to say it's always fun when Manda's on because as much as Manda loves the show, Manda loves to listen to us talk about it because it makes her happy. So, it's yeah. like it has she has input but she would she would rather just listen to us talk
4: about it. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that for me it's definitely 2, 3 and 5 in terms of the overall seasonal arcs. Um I think that I I think that the subplots there's like individual episodes in season four that I really, 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 really love, and there's also like there's there's subplots in season six that I really love, and uh, season seven and one are kind of hot messes to me, but that's just you know seven though does have its good points. It does have its good points.
0: We'll, um, we'll get there. A couple of classic <laughs> episodes in there.
1: I won't say anything more, but I'll just say that like yeah, I I just I three for me is definitely one of the highlight seasons yeah so good all right good looking forward to it
0: uh was there this boring
3: because we don't know what they're talking about
0: right right that's why i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna push forward here
1: you Uh, are gonna hear me ship things so hard (laughs) this season that is all i have to say
0: okay um was there anything else that we wanted to talk about with regards to the episode uh, Faith, Hope, and Trick?
3: Well, good. Wait, I have, I uh, overall, so, you know, uh, Scott Hope plays a big part in this because the ring and the whole thing and whatever. Faith is a big part of this. Trick is apparently at this point a very tiny point, tiny part and got billing in the episode. That really should make you wonder what's going to happen next that he was mentioned in the, you know what I mean? Like in the- Oh yeah, the t- I could well, see that.
0: So on that, I- on that same topic, let's not uh, forget the fact that um, the episode, the title, of course, is a play on the the Bible verse. Uh, it's it's actually Corinthians 13, 13, quote, and now abide faith, hope, and love; these three, but the greatest of these is love. Unquote. Uh, a lot of times it's also listed as faith, hope, and charity, or faith, hope, and love. Um, arguably interchangeable, depending on your your uh, historical yeah. context of the word. Um, but so, of yeah. course, it was it was uh, changed here to faith, hope, and trick. Again, yes, the characters, but also sort of a play on that uh, on that Bible verse as well um i don't know why that just tickles me um that's a trick but again in that
3: in that context the greatest is love and in this episode the least was trick correct so (laughs) that's an interesting
0: dynamic in that i would a hundred percent agree
1: but that man has charisma
0: well, no, no I'm, I'm saying... pretty sure. Uh, never mind. Like, I love, uh, I love the actor. All... I love the actor. No, I was, I was going to go with a charisma carpenter, carpenter joke. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, he doesn't have that charisma, but he
3: has. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. He has. He has charisma. Oh no, no, he was an amazing character. But like I said in this episode, the even just the amount of screen time was way less than the other two.
1: He you know? does so, something. He 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 has something up his sleeve, which I will not spoil. But it's it's. It, oh, it's I know. And I love it. It's my favorite thing, possibly, that that has ever been done by a vampire on the show.
3: But it's just, like I said, it just seems ironic to me that the Bible verse is the greatest of these is the third one. And in this situation, he appears to be the least. So, you know, at least the least amount of time, least of the things. Because we're going to not arguably say that was hope. But... (laughs) Come on,
1: come on. I mean, come on. I mean Scott Hope, you know, he went at her with the Buster Keaton Festival. How do you top that? Just I ain't like no it. topping the Buster Keaton Festival. I'm just saying. See,
3: I would have gone because I like Buster Keaton. I mean, didn't she like, call
2: it didn't she call it like the Bits and Pieces festival or something? Or is that my closed captioning?
0: That, <laughs> if, if that's what the closed captioning said, that's fantastic. That's gotta <laughs> be the closed captioning
3: with that. He didn't say <laughs> that, but that is hysterical.
1: Closed captioning <laughs> is like, I've we do not know I what love, Buster Keaton is.
3: I love closed captioning because it comes off with some really funny things.
1: Oh, yeah, and and you talking don't about na, na, who na. Buster Keaton is. When Joyce
2: yeah. said, na 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 it came out over closed captioning as na 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 <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, it's funny because what it is is if you don't pay to have it closed captioned, then yeah. it's just auto-generated closed it captioning. Is. Yeah. and that's that's where the problem cuz i know like mm. i know some youtubers who pay to have theirs accurately closed closed captioned cuz they have family members who have hearing loss but if not then you're just getting whatever the computer just, thinks that yeah and if you think the that's... Algorithm. Mm. you should you should try and watch balloon tutorials with closed
2: captioning
5: <laughs> oh i watched
3: watch some spanish right. language ones and it closed captions them in english Oh,
1: and oh no. my God,
3: that is hysterical
1: oh my goodness
3: that is not what
1: they yeah, <laughs> i can it, only imagine it's, that
3: it's really funny even just it, face painting isn't as bad but balloon twisting is really funny <laughs> when when you get when you watch it and it it tries to to translate <laughs> like oh my no just no
1: oh no yeah oh, no child
3: yes that is so not what they were saying I don't even speak Spanish, but I know it wasn't that.
1: Oh, my gosh.
3: So now what? you all watch balloon tutorials in Spanish, aren't you?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Joyce telling Buffy, Joyce telling Faith that Buffy can be so negative sometimes. I literally, when I, when I rewatched this and I saw that, I heard that line. I was like, I was like, ew, Joyce, because you know what? That has been said to me and about me but that's not i am too negative that's a trigger for me
3: yeah and that's not a thing that as a parent you should say to someone that your child just brought home for the very first time as a friend you know like that just yeah that doesn't seem like a thing like i tease paul among his i
1: just thought that was funny yeah but yeah i mean it was funny because i was like oh oh joyce Joyce, I love you, but Joyce.
3: <laughs> oh mom.
1: Yep. But yeah. Anyway, good episode, I think. I think. But I... far better than the previous episode for me personally, because at least we're all back to the relative normalcy. But uh yeah, it was it was good. And Mr. Trick, MVP. Also disco Dave. Those moves, man. Never change. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. And also Eliza Dushku. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I kind of like, I don't know, I kind of downplayed my, my, my appreciation of Faith, but honestly, Faith is, a, I think she's a really great character. And I think that, uh, you'll see that more and more as the
0: season progresses. I completely agree. Um, I don't know about you guys, I don't necessarily have anything else um, to say about this episode. Did we have anything else that we didn't necessarily cover?
1: I think that's it.
0: All right, well, if we don't have anything else, uh, in no particular order, uh, James, Bill, Kiona, Ruth, Manda, let them know where they can find you all, all across the internet.
4: You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Jamerson and Taylor, and Twitch, B-L-K-B-A-S-T-29.
2: Yeah, I'm just on Facebook as Bill Cava. Uh, Instagram, I have Bagels and Places, which is a fun site. Go check it out.
3: I'm Ruth Casey um, on Facebook and just playing crazy on Facebook as well.
0: You just started your Instagram.
3: Yeah, I have my Instagram, but I really don't have anything on there. But I'm just underline, was
0: it just crazy Ruth? Just underscore crazy underscore Ruth, yes. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Neoplasmic24. That's neoplasmic 24. Uh, 4 You can also find me on renegadepopculture.com, where we have a lot of podcasts about uh, movies and video games and comics and TV shows and everything. So check us out on there.
5: I'm on Facebook at uh, Liam Glass 924
0: and Twitter, Liam Glass 924. As always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JPGRB. You can find more about all of us uh, at Clock Shelves on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's C L O C K S H uh, E L V E S. I'm excited to see where this goes. I am excited when we all get back together again. Love talking with you all. And I hope that for the discussion of faith, hope, and trick, we all had a fantastic time. Take care. Thanks for listening, everyone. Amanda, that's your cue. Oh, she didn't do it. There are sorry
5: (laughs) sorry